Please continue to make dua for the sisters, for those who have passed away. Uh, especially this blessed month of Ramadan, what a reminder. Ask Allah Azza wa to surround us with His mercy and make us among the mindful. And to answer all of our thoughts. Uh, tonight we're hearing a recitation of two surahs in the Quran, Surah Taha and Surah Al-Anbiya. So both of these surahs speak of the prophets of Allah Azza wa And a reminder of what Allah Azza wa has said in Surah Al-Fatiha. Uh, we need to be reminded in the Quran, Allah Azza wa says, لَقَدْ أَنْزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ كِتَابًا فِيهِ ذِكْرُكُمْ We've revealed to you a Quran, a book, in which you're even reminded of yourself. We forget who we are. We forget what we need, we forget our nature. This Quran comes to enlighten even our awareness of who we are. No one will tell you who you are like the Quran. It reads you better than you can read yourself. And it reminds you of your emotions, of your thoughts, and how you can get deluded. Brings you back. It brings you back to what delivers contentment to you. Allah tells us in Surah Al-Fatiha, this is something we ask for every single salah, multiple times a day, 17 times minimum a day. Every single day, you're saying 17 times, Ya Allah, guide us in a straight path. The path of those that you have bestowed your favors upon. The ultimate favors. Those who are gifted. The best of human beings. This is the company. You and I say, we're appealing to Allah. That Allah guides us to their path. Makes us like them. Joins us with them. And not to make us swerve and lose our way. Forget ourselves. So I ask you today. How many of us are aware and, and, and are eager in, in, in our Please to Allah that Ya Allah indeed make me like them. I ask you today, who are your role models in life? Who do you look up to? Who do you aspire to be like every single day? Allah Azza says, these are the best of the best. These are the ultimate people, the luminaries of this earth. And they had some common thread in their life. And these two surahs describe them, shed some light on them, not as a consolation just for you and me, as a reminder for you and me, but it was also a powerful reminder for Prophet Muhammad because this path was difficult. Today, 
and I had, had, must have gone through difficulties just today. And yesterday and tomorrow, we're carrying the same concerns, we're facing struggles. We tend to forget, we, we tend to lose ourselves and get into you know, a, a state of fear, concern, anxieties that, that can even wake, weaken us, weaken our faith. We know what we go through. We need to be reminded. So Allah Azzawajal similarly reminds the Prophet Sallallahu because of this difficult path, let me shed some light for you on the path of those before you. And these prophets of Allah, 17 of them are mentioned in Surah Al-Anbiya. And particularly Prophet Musa is mentioned in Surah Taha. And Allah has drawn our attention to episodes in their lives that are similar in nature to the life of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and to our lives. And what is it that stands out about their lives? Here's what stands out about their lives. This is the path of those women. First, they've lived in different times, in different contexts. But despite the fact that most of them didn't see each other, they all struggled. They all faced difficulties. They all had temperaments. Some of them lived longer than others. Nuh is described in Surah Al-Anbiya. 950 years, imagine no response, no cooperation, harshness from his community. This must have produced a sense of bitterness. It would for a normal human being. Think of yourself and myself when we struggle with our families to guide our children to try to correct our spouses or our parents, right? What happens to us? A sense of bitterness emerges. Allah tells us, tells you and me and tells Prophet Muhammad hang in there and don't be bitter. Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty even when you don't see outcomes, desirable outcomes. Prophet Muhammad struggled for 950 years. And his people were so mean and so wicked and so rebellious and so cruel with him, yet he stood, you know, stood steadfast, right? With, with incredible patience, with incredible devotion to Allah because he understood my contentment is with Allah. He kept turning up. Allah as well, describes to us the beautiful journey of Prophet Musa in Surah Taha, where nothing made sense in his life. Nothing made sense from the moment he was born the tyrant of, 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 of earth was going after him to kill him. And yet Allah would steer the heart of his mother. Look at the precise planning of Allah for your life and my life and the life of Prophet Musa Nothing is random of Allah. That he would steer the heart of his mother to put him in a basket. The basket would be put into a river. The river will listen to the command of Allah and put him on the bank of the river that belongs or is by the palace of of, of, of Fir'aun, then they would grab him, and then he would end up being raised in the house of his enemy. Who could have planned this but Allah? Was it random? Absolutely not. Allah tells you and me, nothing is random in your lives. Why? Because your life and my life are planned by the one who possesses al-husna. If you ever doubt what's happening, if you're ever skeptical, if you're grieving and feel burdened by life, Allah tells you, once again, look up. Remember who is the planner of your life. Allah says in Surah Taha, if you doubt Allah, if you doubt your own life, remember who's in charge. The one who's in charge is the one who possesses the most beautiful names. And if he possesses the most perfect attributes, how can he mess with your life? How can he play with your life? Impossible. It's unbefitting of Allah. The most beautiful means he is the most merciful. Perfectly merciful. Perfectly caring perfectly precise in his planning for you, perfectly surrounding you, perfectly aware and knowledgeable of you. 
He is the most perfect, so how can he be messing with our life? And Allah reminds all of us about this. It was evident in the life of Musa. It must be evident in your life and my life. And Allah says, in case you forgot that right now, right now Allah's cared for you and he's orchestrating your life without you even understanding why and how. Even when things don't make sense, when things are harsh, difficult, right? When you're not aware of why this pain is there for you, why the struggles, Allah tells you and me, remember your past. Didn't you see Allah opening doors for you? Didn't you see things making sense after a while? The question is, do you believe in the promise of Allah that He's the best of planners? So in Surah Al-Abiyah, He tells us, don't be hasty. And He tells us, the nature of the human being is to be hasty. Is to be occupied with now and with self-gratification. And when we're busy with this world, and our eyes are on this world, we become scared. We become scared. We become fearful. Whenever we turn up like the prophets of Allah, they're settled. They're always settled. So Allah describes to us what these prophets have done in moments of confusion and darkness. So he tells us, for example, Prophet Ayyub, uh, he was struck with illness. Nada, right away he knew where to turn after years of this excruciating illness. Nada, he called out to Allah, Rabbi inni masani adhur. Ya Allah, harm has touched me. What a beautiful thought. Ya Allah, harm has touched me. And you are the most merciful of the person. SubhanAllah. And he further tells us about other prophets, all of them in moments of weakness, in moments of darkness, like Yunus salam, in the belly of the fish. Can you imagine that darkness? What a darkness it is compared to our darknesses. It doesn't com our, our trials don't compare, yet he knew what also to do. Turn up, not to his own powers. Not to his own powers, saying what? Saying what? La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu in What a beautiful thing. This is something you need to practice right now when you're struggling, when you're constricted. La ilaha illa anta. Ya Allah, no God but you. You're the only caretaker. You're so merciful when you place your faith into Allah like this and acknowledge your weakness and guilt, saying, Inni kuntu min al-balimin, Ya Allah, I'm amongst the oppressors. I transgressed against myself, Allah delivers. If you put faith into it, Allah delivers, and this is the message. I wrap up with something beautiful at the end of Surah Baha. It's a theme we've seen uh, surfacing again and again and again in the, in the Quran. Simple yet so powerful. Allah tells the Prophet Sallallahu you see, look at their lives. It was all planned by Allah. Allah's taking you from one stage to another until you feel, you see and witness the promise of Allah. For sure. No doubt about it. He says to him, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ قَبْلَ ظُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ وَقَبْلَ ظُلُوعِهَا وَمِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَسَبِّحْ وَأَدَنَارَ النَّهَارِ لَعَلَّكَ تَرْضَى Here's what he said to him. He said to him, if you want to find contentment, no gift like contentment. To be content with Allah, the perfect, and to be content with your life. But how do you get this contentment? Allah tells us how. First, appeal to Allah. Turn to the heavens and Allah delivers. But what should I also do? In addition to, to dua, Allah tells us, make tasbih of Allah. Yet again, here it is. When? What are the best of times? Before the sun rises and before the set of dawn, before the sun sets. If you sit down for five minutes and say, SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, how perfect is Allah, I'm grateful to Allah, and you really mean it. Watch contentment infusing your heart. What a joy, brothers and sisters. What a joy, and these are the things that we're summoned to practice in this blessed month of Ramadan. I conclude with one final thing, an appeal to all of us in this blessed month of Ramadan, because this is the path of the righteous. There were people of service to Allah. 
to give for the sake of Allah before the door closes in the month of Ramadan. Here we are at the midway point, brothers and sisters, in this blessed month of Ramadan. We're coming, inshallah, to the fundraiser next week, I urge all of you to give for the sake of Allah, give to this masjid, so that we can, inshallah, expand again and, inshallah, carry out the projects that are supposed to, inshallah, accommodate all of us in this beautiful home of Allah. This is the time to give. This is the time to give, and Allah never diminishes our wealth. And it's a matter of placing our dependence on Allah. Allah multiplies. Remember who you're dealing with. I urge you again, brothers and sisters, on your way out, inshallah, write your checks, put money, inshallah, into the box before it's like we really are counting on you, counting on Allah first, but counting on our beautiful community. Barakallah, peekum, assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.